And we are live. So I'm going to wait for just a second to see if people log in here. And um, this is the first time that I'm doing this live, everyone. Hello. So I'm using this program I've never used. And um, right now, I don't see anyone on here. But that's OK. I'll wait just a minute and see if it shows anyone. And then we'll begin. I just was out, it's sunny here in Portland, and I've got, I just went out into my garden and picked some lavender. Nice. So I've got lavender forest today. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so I am Alicia from EvolvePortland.com, and I'm a Reiki master, I am an energy healer, an empowerment coach, and I also host Circles for Women here in Portland. And um, one of my goals really is to encourage people who have oh, just this light about them to go out and share that with the world. Right now, I believe that the world is transforming and we're gonna talk about that today. And so when I see somebody that has light, I want to help that light. Um, be broadcast out into the world. And so that's why I call myself an empowerment coach. Um, and so today I have a very special guest that I'm gonna bring on in a minute. Uh, he's a man who is currently in Jamaica. He's a meditation coach, or I'm sorry, he's a meditation um, teacher and a spiritual guide. And I wanted to ask you guys, um, sometimes we're walking around in life and we see people that we've never seen before, but we recognize them. Has that ever happened to you? Um, you just see you see someone for the first time and you recognize them. So that's a synchronicity that's been happening for me a lot lately. And um, that that's with one of my friends, Montre, that happened. And that is how I connected with Zenji, um, who is with me today. I'm going to bring him on in just a second. And I just wanted to say, um, I just saw him first on Instagram and I saw this familiar light about him. And so, um, I don't know, this whole day has really been orchestrated from the universe, I feel. And so we're gonna co-create, we're gonna have a conversation and we're just gonna talk. I'm really, really used to speaking with women in my circles about vulnerability, about um, you know the deep things that we don't get to talk about every day. But today it'll be with a man, which is really exciting for me and something that I'm not really used to. So, oh, hi, Jackie, I see you on there. Thank you for all your comments, yay. Okay, so um, she's here all the way from, oh my gosh, I don't know if she's in Australia. She's on her way to Bali today, I think. So we've got some international viewers today. Um, okay, so I'm going to introduce you to Zenji. Let me see, I'll bring you on right now, Zenji. He's in Jamaica, I'm in Portland, and here you go. So Zenji, welcome and thank you so much for coming on to talk to me today. Thank Let you, thank you. I'm gonna rearrange here. Okay, so you are in Jamaica. It's two o'clock in the afternoon on a Wednesday. 
And I'm really thankful that you're taking this time out of your day to come and talk to me today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you've been doing here in the recent recent days? Um, I am, am Zenji, uh, spiritual, spiritual guide, guide, meditation teacher. <clears throat> I am in Jamaica on a spiritual journey in terms of um, creating this, uh, allowing people to come into this vortex of meditation and healing in Jamaica because Jamaica is a very aggressive um, country. Uh, they have a very aggressive personality. And so I'm here to raise their vibration. And I've been able to teach uh, meditation at um, Afia's yoga studio in Kingston, where I've been teaching for the last um, few days. And I'll be teaching to the end of the weekend. So I'm very grateful to be here and to raise the vibrations. I have seen a tremendous change since I've been here last time. And um, it's uh, more people are getting into doing yoga and meditation here. So it's a great time to be here and it's a great time to be alive. Yeah. So you're, I think your internet cut out a little bit when you were talking about um, Jamaica being aggressive. Can okay. you say a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, it, Jamaica is a very aggressive culture. They're very proud people and they're very, um, yeah, I'll keep the word aggressive, okay? Mm -hmm. um, they are very, if you come here, you feel that vibration already. So if you're not someone who is um, a strong-willed spiritual being who can diffuse that energy, you will get sucked into it and you will have a negative reaction to it. So mm -hmm. it's. Um, I've even had some women who uh, I met at some hostels that they had difficult experiences of enjoying this country because of the aggressive nature of the men here. Oh, so, wow. yes, so they're not used to um, certain comments and they're not used to certain touching, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, but we're here to change that, right? We're here to um, <laughs> help uplift the men of this country, help uplift the women as well, and all raise our vibrations so that we can be in love and unity. Yes. Oh my goodness. You you feel that it's the masculine or the men really on that island that are that are carrying that aggression. Do you see it at all with the women? Yes, a lot with the women. You know, because man and women they go together. So if the man is acting one way, the woman will follow. And mm -hmm. if the woman is acting one way, the man will follow. So we're connected, right? So um this country is male dominated in politics. It's um, it's a whole culture that is very, like I said, male dominated and very masculine and very aggressive. That's been going on for thousands of years, to be honest. Okay. And so um, we're like, you know, this is what we're dealing with here. So we just have to do our part and try to bring the, uh, the vibration up. Mm -hmm. Have you felt um, any pushback or do you feel threatened ever being there and being like more of a high vibration person with that energy around you? 
No, I don't. I don't. Um, I come into situations where I feel a low vibration is um, is around, and I just be calm, relax, and I don't stay there for too long. And mm-hmm. when I'm around these low vibration um, energy, I will still say something to uplift them, you know, and be cordial and be nice. And that's the best way, because if not, you're going to, like I said, you're going to fight and you're going to get angry at everything because, you know, you're in a different country, right? You're, in a, you're around a different people. You're not used to this energy. So you have to learn how to kind of, you know, smooth your way in, really. Mm-hmm. So, do you? um, I guess we'll just get right into this because you teach meditation. So, let's talk about meditation. And um, I'm actually taking a class right now at Portland State University that's called Meditation for Global Healing. Wow. And yeah, it's an amazing class. And it's basically. this belief that I've had for a long time now, but the class helps support that as we heal ourselves, which is really the the only thing we have the ability to heal is ourselves. And as we do that, we can heal the world around us, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you see, um, do you see meditation as a tool for helping, you know, not just Jamaica, but the people of the world shifting? And how do you see meditation doing that? Um, it's the ultimate tool. <laughs> it is the, the tool that um, needs to be pushed much more. You know, I, I had a conversation with um, a yoga teacher the other day. Uh, no, a meditation um, teacher as well. And he was saying, listen, everyone's into yoga and everyone's paying attention to yoga. And it's fine, but they're neglecting meditation. So what you will find mm-hmm. is a lot of people practicing yoga, but still have some disharmony within themselves. You know, so we want to create that balance. And meditation is the most important and most um, the best thing to practice now. Because why? Meditation is destroying your ego. And we know that ego is the reason why there's so many division on earth, why there's so much anger, why there's so much anxiety. It's all because of the ego. So meditation destroys the ego. And that is what we want to do. Hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the ego then. Can you um, actually? Well, yeah. Let's just let's just do this. So, um, you went to India. Okay. To mm-hmm. learn meditation, is that right? Or do you want to do you want to talk a little bit about your journey to India, and then we'll continue talking okay. about meditation? Okay. So before I became Zenji. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, um, you know, someone like everyone, you know, going to work, going to school, having family issues, having girlfriend issues, having inner issues. And, um, you know, I had I had a limit. I, I was like, something has to give. I was so uh, confused. I was so angry at the world of seeing everything going on with, you know, the police brutality and Trump and so much wrongs are going on in Africa and so much wrongs are going on everywhere around the world. And I was so consumed by it. And I be- and I was like, it was making me go crazy. So I said, you know what? I'm going to book a one-way ticket to India. I don't know anyone there. 
I don't know what I'm going to even experience. I don't know. I just know that, well, I heard that India is a spiritual place. And I started to get into um, one spir a spiritual guru of the name of Muji, right? Muji. Mm -hmm. I love him. Yes. Muji and Osho were the people that led me to India. And so I embarked on my journey and I ended up reaching India. I spent some time in Delhi for some days. And then from there, I found myself, because Delhi was very, too much low vibration. So I found <laughs> my way to Rishikesh, which is known as the yoga capital of the world. Oh, wow. And I, yes. And I was blessed to have found myself at Osho's ashram uh, in Rishikesh. And I spent uh, a good amount of time there meditating, meeting others, just being in his presence, swimming in the Ganga River. Now, if yeah. you don't know what the Ganga River is, it's an ancient spiritual river that is important to the Indians, okay? So a lot of yogis, a lot of enlightened beings have swam or have even dipped in the water. It's even a religious um, Hindus today, they dip themselves in the water and they make sure, you know, they, sometimes they wash their clothes, they do all everything in the water because it's sacred to them. Mm -hmm. So I had that experience and... You know, I had some inner frustrations while still being in India. You know, I thought like I, I like I said, I said, I'm like, listen, I'm going to go to India. I'm going to become a change man and <laughs> everything is going to, I'm not going to be, you know, angry anymore. I'm going to be peaceful. I'm going to be a yogi, <laughs> divine being, right? And wow. it, it wasn't not like that. It wasn't like that. And wow. Yeah, what was it like? Well, <clears throat> because I know from, I've studied yoga for a long time now, over yeah. 20 years. And here in the West, we think yoga is exercise, right? Yeah. But I'm guessing when you get to India, that's not really, it's not really what yoga is, right? Yeah, yeah. So yoga, you see, yoga originally, or yogi is someone who meditated at first. And then he went into the body and then the yoga came into the body work. Mm -hmm. right? And like I said, said what, what's going on now is everyone is just doing the yoga, but they're not really focusing on the mind. Mm -hmm. Okay. But while I was there, I, I went to, um, I met this uh, yoga teacher as well as I think he does yoga teacher. I think he does meditation and he does like pranayama. And I told him, I'm like, I'm so, I'm so anxious. I, I, I can't control myself, my emotions, et cetera. And, you know, cause he, I booked a yoga session for me. He's like, you don't need to do yoga. You need to do breathing techniques. And that's how I was in. Oh, Zenji. Wait, wait, Zenji, your, your internet cut out and I really want to hear what you said. Okay. So, okay. It, so he said, you don't need to, you don't need to do what? Am I back now? Everything good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you stopped, you said you were frustrated and he said, you don't need to do. Yeah. I don't need to do any yoga. He oh. was saying what I need to do is breathing techniques known as pranayamas. That is what's going to help me to, cause I, he said, the reason why I'm anxious and I can't control myself and my emotions because I'm not breathing properly. Hmm. Okay. So he said, don't worry about the movements. So don't worry about none of that. Just go and do the pranayamas first. And then I started to do some of it. And then I went into the meditation. But even while I was there, to the end of the trip, my ego was still so strong. And I was like, uh, uh. and it's like, you know, 
And then I end up leaving India, not enlightened, very disappointed, very <laughs> disappointed. And like, cause this was my last opportunity. I'm like, what else, what else is there to do? What else is there to do? And it was when I reached London, um, I had some time to myself. And over those period of five, six months, I meditated every day. I, I spent less time with a lot of people. I would not go outside. I don't know if you know, you're familiar with England, but England's a very cold country. Mm -hmm. I am, the cold and me are like enemies. So when <laughs> yeah. I'm in a cold country, I just hibernate. I'm like this <laughs> cold country. So, you know, but that, it was like divine because it's like, I thought I would have this magical experience in India, but it's not until I went to London that I wow. had this experience and everything came full circle. And then <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I have to believe that the spark yeah. was like lit in yeah. India, but you I, were processing in yes. London, right? Yes, 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 yes. Did you have any um, teachers or any like spiritual guidance while you were in London or was it just all within? Muji. I tell you this, Muji wow. has helped me immensely. That man is divine, okay? <laughs> and he's, <laughs> he's from Jamaica, right? He's a Jamaican. Yes, yes. So it's so amazing. No, he lives in Portugal, but, you know, he still speaks the accent. You can hear his Jamaican accent. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's, he's a beautiful, beautiful person. Yeah, beautiful mm -hmm. human being. Yeah, okay, so then let's go back to the ego because you talk a lot about the ego and some people that are watching this um, might not know or you know, we all kind of have our own idea about what our ego is. Yeah. So how do you define the ego or what, what do you see as the ego? The ego is the false person that you're trying to play in society. So the ego is what was given to you. The ego is the name that your parents gave you, the role that society gave you, this is your ego. So mm -hmm. most people will say, I am Jake something, and I am a male, and I, um, I am rich, or I am middle class, I have five degrees, I have a Bentley, I have a mansion. That is the <laughs> ego, okay? You can go on and on and on, and because of these, or I'm a Christian, or I'm a Hindu, or I'm a Buddhist, because of these terms, that is the ego, you think you are better than someone and you think mm -hmm. you're highly, you feel that you can comment on someone's life and think that you're right and what they should do is follow you. That mm -hmm. is the ego, okay? Right. Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. and so the goal is really to let go of that ego. Yes, because if not, we cannot have unison. We cannot be one. Because if I think I'm better than you for whatever reason, if it's to race or if it's to a religion, how can we become one, right? We're gonna be divided, right? Mm -hmm. My God yeah. is the right God, your God is not the right God. So how can we come together, you know? So we have to destroy the ego and we see what's going on on the planet. The planet, mm -hmm. look at it, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, mama is crying out. She's mm -hmm. really crying and she's warning us if we don't wake up, she's going to destroy everything that we think 
we are so prized and love so much. So we mm -hmm. have to destroy the ego for mama's sake and for our own sake. If we want to see a brighter humanity, a brighter future. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and I really feel like that's what's happening right now. And I guess that's what I wanted to talk about as far as uh, I do see the earth as transitioning, um, mm -hmm. moving on to a new dimension, really. And mm -hmm. we are of the earth, right? Our bodies yes. are made of the earth. We are nature. We are all the same. And so as we're healing mm -hmm. ourselves, we are healing healing the earth. Do you feel like that? Yes. Yes, we are. We are. Yeah. And I feel like um, just like what you were saying, I think that was a really great example how you went to India, but then you, you went to London and that's when you had your awakening. Yes. Um, I feel like that's what's happening right now, that we are being activated and we are getting the, the new energy is coming in and our bodies are kind of like the, you know, it's, it's the thing that tells us what's happening and if we are in alignment or not. And mm -hmm. I see it so often with people who are just, you know, working these jobs in a cubicle all day and their soul is yearning for whatever and they're not listening. And yeah. then the body gets sick because the body yes. is telling them. Mm -hmm. But also... As we, as our DNA is being awakened, um, we have to process that, and that requires our physical body to rest and to yes. take time out, like you did in London. You know, I yeah. think had you just ran to like straight, you know, to Jamaica from India, and it was outside and sunny, and you were out doing things, like your body, your physical density couldn't have caught up with what. What you experienced right wow, wow yeah that sounds good i agree yeah <laughs> and so that's why i think right now and a lot of the teachers and the guidance that i see um talk about you know if you're feeling tired then rest and yes. our culture teaches us that we're wasting time if we rest or that we're not we're not getting things done but that is the masculine that is the toxic masculine of doing 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 and not actually getting to be Yes. And to be in our senses is the divine mm -hmm. feminine to actually experience and and feel things without having to do anything. Mm -hmm. um, so I just really feel that as a call out um, because then people, you know, they they can't handle it. They're they feel angry like how you felt. And then you can go to the doctor. They'll give you some drugs. You can buy weed. You can buy alcohol. You can yes. get drunk every day. Yes. And, and mm -hmm. it's just like squashing it right Suppressing it, yep. so when you meditate i mean that's like going the opposite direction right you're kind of going straight into yourself, into yourself. yeah mm -hmm. you're facing the problem um head on because you mm -hmm. are the problem no one is doing anything to you you accept everything that's being done to you your suffering is up by yourself but you're un unconscious because you're in your ego. You're unconscious and you think it's your dad, it's your mom, it's your son, it's your, it's the boss. No, it's not none of them. It's you. But you don't know what you're doing. So you're being controlled like a robot, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the problem. You can't see that it's you and you are the problem. 
So when you go into a meditative state, do you feel like there's resistance for people at first? Um, you know, like we don't, we don't want to believe that it's me. I don't want to believe that. Right. So do yeah. you, do you see that hindering people from, you know, wanting to have meditation practice? Yes. Um, like I said, meditation is very, um, fairly new to the West. It's, it's, it's something that's been in the East for a long time, but it's very new to the West, right? And as I said, even yoga is quite popular, more popular than meditation. So mm -hmm. most people associate meditation with um, allowing energies or demons or some kind of ailing something to come into you and control you. So a mm -hmm. lot of people won't even do it, you know? And for instance, like a country like Jamaica, which I'm in, which is predominantly Christian country. Hmm. The fact, if someone, if I was to even do a meditation and be like, they're going to think I'm doing some magic. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So I have to also be careful while I'm out here um, who I associate with and who I tell that I do certain techniques. Oh, we lost. Okay, hold on. We lost you for one second. So... Yeah. Now we lost me, maybe. Okay, so you have to be careful. Yes. With that, you're not offending people, or that you're not scaring, scaring them. them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about fear because that is another topic that I love. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. so in the book Conversations with God, he says that there's a there's love on one side and there's fear. The opposite of love is not hate. It's fear. Yes. And we get to choose where we go on mm -hmm. that, you know, between the love and the fear. And really fear is just not understanding something, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So, yeah, how do we help people? Um, I mean, I know lots of people who have, you know, they don't, they won't even let me pull a tarot card for them because they feel like that's, you know, yeah, magic. Yes, that's magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So how do you see us really um, helping people get through that fear? Um, um, what we can, what do, we can is do is what we're doing, what now. We're doing now, offering our services and allowing that person to be interested. We don't want to force what we uh, are doing on them. We must make them come naturally. The thing we also need to understand is not everyone will be saved. We have to understand that we cannot save, what is it, six or seven billion people on this earth? We cannot <laughs> save all of them. Some people will have to deal and continue the illusion over and over and over and over until they get to how I was, very upset, very angry, and said, you know what? I am going to make a change within myself. Mm -hmm. But you see religion, right? Religion, what religion does to you, it controls your mind. And mm -hmm. you're being controlled by a book that's been written millions of years ago. And it's telling you what is right, what is wrong, who's a saint, who's a sinner, etc. So when your mind is formed in that, and when your pastor is saying, there's pastors that speak about, don't do meditation. Be careful of yoga. You're going to get all these things going into your energies and taking over you. The demon, the devil, the devil. 
they go and what they do, they scare these people. And mm -hmm. when I come around, they're like, oh, look at that devil. Look at that devil. And I'm so peaceful. I'm so loving. I just want to hug everyone. I just want to give love. But I'm the <laughs> devil. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, we just But Zenji, yeah. mm -hmm. I wonder, so yeah. if, if you are seeing people who think you're the devil, yeah. then I wonder what it is within you yeah. that, feels like you that feels like you are the devil, right? Me? No, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying uh, people may put their perception because you cannot control a person's perceptions on you. Right. right, right. That is their perception. That is what's formed through society. You mm -hmm. can say you're a divine being and you can say all of these things about yourself and people will see you like that. And then other people will not see you like that. You see yeah. Yes. <clears throat> well, my, um, my Reiki teacher, this is something I love talking about because, yeah. <clears throat> well, because I think it's a part of the process for anyone who goes on a spiritual quest and, yeah. um, you know, that we it's kind of like coming out of this closet in a way when you're when you're presenting to the world that yeah. you have these abilities or you have these gifts or you have this way of living that's not conventional yes. and so my my reiki teacher colleen Benelli, she says that when we are feeling judgment coming mm -hmm. to us from outside mm -hmm it means that we have judgment within us that we have to heal. So mm -hmm. we have our own judgment that we're putting out that maybe we haven't noticed. And yeah. I really like that because I do remember feeling at first, you know, like, oh, people think I'm a witch and people think I'm crazy and people think I'm an alien or that, you know, whatever it is. And um, no, I agree with that. I don't feel that way. I'm saying people perceive me as such. Mm -hmm. I don't feel yeah. no, I don't feel like, um, I don't feel any way that makes me uncomfortable, right? And I travel throughout Jamaica. I travel all over, all over the world in different places. And I myself, I'm just free. Mm -hmm. So if, if someone might even be staring me down, like looking at me, like I'm, I may look at him once and then just keep looking away. I don't care about other people, yeah. you know? So but what you're saying is if pe there's people like that who... If you still are worried about people judging you and you still feel that you're being judged, you haven't mastered yourself yet. You still right. have a lot of work to do. So I agree with your teacher 100%. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you for yes. explaining. Yeah, that's that's just what I was trying to say. Um, yeah. can you can you talk about your travels a little bit and where you've been and how maybe like how different places feel energetically or um sure i can i've been to africa twice so i've been to ghana and south africa i've also been to amsterdam london obviously canada um yeah so i've been to a few places um not a lot like uh, i'm not the world right. traveler but i've been <laughs> to a few places and i've experienced different energies right? mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, so I can, and like I said, it's something I was talking to my friend about this the other day. And I said, what I notice is with English countries, I don't know if it's the English state of mind, but English countries, people who speak English, who have been colonized by the English, they are very aggressive by nature. Hmm. Compared to where, like, Compared where have you been? Compared to 
And I haven't been to any Spanish countries yet, but in my meeting with Spanish people, they haven't been, they're very relaxed, okay? Mm, okay. Now I'm getting ready to go to Panama and I've heard, of, I've heard beautiful things about Panama. So I, when I go there, I'll probably make a full judgment and then maybe I'll go over to Costa Rica and Colombians and then I can, can compare. But most of the countries that I have been, people have been speaking English predominantly. And mm -hmm. a lot of the places that I've lived in, I've lived in New York City, which is um, cosmopolitan, is very um, globalized. You have people from all over the world. I've also lived in London where you see people from all over the world as well. So I think when I can say in a judgment, when I say people who come from English speaking, whether you come from Nigeria, Ghana, Jamaica, Trinidad, wherever, America, you know what I'm saying? Wherever there's English, people are speaking English, they're very egocentric and mm -hmm. very aggressive. So mm -hmm. this is something that I, I kind of, um, you know, I understand now and I accept and I kind of flow through it. And this is why I said, you know what? I'm going to give myself a break after Jamaica. I'm giving myself a break of English countries. And I'm going <laughs> to learn some Spanish. Yeah. And I'm going to get to, get to the, the other side of the world. And I'm going to go to these Spanish countries. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you're bringing that up because I have this, I am a really big conspiracy theorist. And okay. I actually came up with my own conspiracy theory recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is um, about the English English language because it's now really a world language, right? Like people Correct. people speak it everywhere. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I feel like it was created to separate humans from our reality because mm -hmm. uh, okay. we don't have, you know, like in the romantic languages that everything has a masculine or a feminine. So you know that the moon is a she and you know that the sun is a he and you know that, you know, you know, you, you have a connection with everything because of just the gender identities at with the language. Yeah. And just that alone, I feel like that separates us from, mm. from our existence, from everything that we perceive. We, we don't know if it's, you know, we have less of a connection with it, I guess. So that's interesting you say that. Um, mm -hmm. And then I wonder, so, so in Africa, I would love to hear about Africa. I have a, a couple friends from Ghana, actually, uh, but I nice. haven't ever been there. And um, yeah, but I can see that maybe there would be that same kind of aggressive energy that we have here. So you felt that that way? Uh Absolutely. Um, in Ghana, not, not too much. In Ghana, it was very relaxed. Um, I think the most aggressive country I've been to is Jamaica, to be honest with you, hmm. um, uh, other than America, okay? Um, America is aggressive in their own right. Their ego, they're like, I, what I, I call America ego heaven, okay? Mm -hmm. I call it ego heaven. And you see Donald Trump is a proof that, that America is ego heaven. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> but um, Jamaica is like hand right there next to me, right next to America to me. And mm -hmm. um, Magana, uh, they were very cool. They were very relaxed out of, because um, they always have, they always say Ghana and Nigeria. Nigeria are the ones that's very aggressive, more aggressive. Oh, okay. And, um, so, but Ghana was very relaxed. It was very cool. I think if you go, you'll enjoy it. Um, 
the food was nice. Well, I'm a vegan now, so but at that time I was eating meat. So <laughs> what kind yeah. of meat do they eat in Ghana or in uh, Africa? A lot of goats. A lot oh, of right. goats. Yeah. Like chicken, you know, <laughs> chicken and stuff. Um, yeah. And uh okay, I'll, well, I would like to go into um something about food because what okay. a lot of people don't realize is the West is we're ahead when it comes to um, lifestyles and holistic lifestyles, right? Africa. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. Really? No. Okay. I'm talking. Okay. I'm talking about compared to Africa, right? Obviously, okay. we we compare to, we compare in Africa, right? Because okay. majority of Africa, if you tell them you're a vegan, they will laugh at you. They mm. will. They would like force food in your mouth. Their culture is heavily meat oriented. They, you know, they, a lot of their cultures they have to kill cows. They have to kill a lot of these animals for for, for ritual purposes. So they mm -hmm. grow up um, with this uh, mentality. So they consume a lot. You don't, if you want to move to Ghana, don't you don't. You can be a vegan. I'm not saying you cannot be a vegan there, but you will not be accepted. Well, right. but let's, I mean, there's so much that goes into that because first mm. of all, like they probably don't have factory farming like mm. we do here, right? So their meat is probably so, such a different quality of just the Very animal. True. Very and true. they don't have, they probably don't have like all the GMOs and all of the wheat and all of the like toxic. South Africa does. South food. Africa has a lot of GMOs. I was just really? there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really bad there. Hmm. Yeah. But I'm, not, I'm not sure with Ghana, but with a lot of, another thing is a lot of African countries import a lot. So mm -hmm. they, their rices and everything they get is from China, from different places. So we don't know what is GMO or not. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. so, so that's, so it's, it's like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So will you talk more about that? Because you weren't always vegan and then you became vegan at some point. Yeah. I think it was just a, I don't know. It's just a natural shift, right? Um, became more aware, became more conscious. My first, I would like, I would tell you this, my first stint and my first experience with consciousness was the Rastafarian movement. Right. I was going into the Bob Marley and I was going into a lot of reggae. I'm Jamaican. So I was raised as Jamaican. Right. So okay. that has always been in my life. So and if you're not familiar with Jamaican lifestyle or not Jamaican lifestyle, but a Rasta's lifestyle, Rasta eats vegan, but they call it Ito. So they okay. eat foods that are natural. They don't eat meat. OK. So that was my first thing. So I, I started to dive. When I dived into the culture of Rastafarianism, I adopted that. I hmm. adopted the Ito, the vegan thing, lifestyle, what is, you know, what you should, we're not supposed to eat, da da da, et cetera, et cetera. So that was a stint. And then as it got, as I started to experience with different, like, I uh, got out of the Rastafarianism and then I started to go into like a different areas of consciousness and learn more different things. I, it still stayed around, you know? So, Wait, so can I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm curious yeah. what made you leave Rastafarianism? <laughs> if you want to share. Well, 
Rastafarian is a beautiful, beautiful um, culture, I guess you can say. But at the end of the day, it's very religious. They still read the Bible and their belief in this man being this divine being was kind of making me, you know, a little right. uneasy. So I love the Ito lifestyle. I love reggae music. I love even hanging out with Rastas. They're so, they're loving people. They believe in one love and stuff, but they are very um, controlling. And they're, like I said, they believe in the Bible. So the Bible is what carries their views. Mm -hmm. So that was for me, and I was, at that time, I was learning so much about the Bible, so much negative things about the Bible that it was hard right. for me to actually accept the culture and embrace yeah. it fully. Yeah, yeah, that's a great answer. That makes mm -hmm. total sense. Yeah. I, when I was younger, I was really into studying about about Rastafarianism as well and mm. Ali Selassie and all of it. But uh, what I learned, and I don't mm. know if it was true, but I remember, I mean, this was like probably 25 years ago now, um, just wow. reading about there's a racism with Rastafarianism, right? And I could never, I could never be Rasta because mm. I was born white. And so that was kind of like. Well, it depends uh, on the tribe. It depends on the tribe because they have different factions within Rastafaria. Some are very like, like you say, racist, and then there's ones that's open. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, interesting. But in the end, it's still that ego, right? It's still those rules and that programming of the mind of what you, who you are and what you're supposed to do. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you, you didn't continue that path, but you did bring the diet part with you. Yes kept the diet um here and there we made a little you know as as any life change you still kind of <laughs> if you're not a disciplined person you will be slip up and you'll eat some things and stuff like that mm -hmm. but um i am strictly vegan now so i am grateful and it's really helped me because i feel very light right mm -hmm. they say yogis say you, you should try to be light as a yogi like light as a feather Right. And I feel very um, relaxed and peace at peace. I don't feel like there's energies directing me elsewhere. And, you know, I'm not like feeling like bloated. I'm not feeling like certain energies there. So I feel fine. And I think it goes hand in hand um, with who I've become. So I'm grateful to the lifestyle. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. um, okay, I want to ask you something else that's totally off topic. And then I want to make sure that we have time to do um, a light, a light code activation as well. Sure. But I wanted to ask you so Osho is, um, I don't know a lot about Osho, but it's, it has to do with Tantra, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wanted to ask, because I know here in the West, like really all we know, we hear about tantric sex. Like that's what people think tantra is here yes. in the West. Yes. So can you talk a little bit about that or a little bit about, you know, what the difference is or if, or what tantra really is versus what we think it is? Well, tantra is to do with sex as well. Um, sex is a part of tantra, but tantra means overall acceptance oneness everything you view everything is viewed as one 
Nothing is separate, right? Okay. So it's an ancient old, um, it was given by Shiva, right? I don't know if you're familiar with Shiva. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hindu. Hindu mm -hmm. yogi. He's also known as Adi Yogi, the first yogi, right? Mm -hmm. So he came up with these, um, this script, this principles and stuff, and he spread it to the world. And Tantra was, because of its power of unison, of having everyone be one, be one with itself and be one with the world, it was shunned. It had to be hidden. It had to be thrown away. And then so that other religions can come up that can divide us as a humanity. Mm -hmm. so, tantra, so Tantra has helped me tremendously to, to view the world. Like completely, um, I was somehow I found my way to this book, and it's called The Book of Secrets by Osho. Okay. If you can, your followers or anyone, if you re recommend this book to someone, it will tremendously change their life because it's all about Tantra. And it shows you how we're, like I said, we're, it says that everything is one. There's no, you should do this. There's no, you should do this right. Everything is one. We're all one. Everything is connected. You're one with nature. Life. Oh. Yeah, I'm right. losing you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, now you're back. Okay. Wait. So everything is one. We are yes. all life. That's everything in the universe. We're all connected to everything in the universe. Nothing is partial. We're all connected and everything that we should do and understand is oneness. That's it. That's what Tantra stands for, just to be in one. No division, just oneness. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to find that book. It's a really big book, it looks like, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it is really big. Uh, how much? I think it has 1,100 pages. Oh, wow. I'm almost done. I'm at, I think I'm at 1,000 pages. And I've been reading this book on and off for about, Let's say six, seven months. Hmm. So it's, but it's, it's, it's one of those when you read a chapter, you have to go over it a few times, a few times, mm. and then you're like, wow. And you see the, the amazing um, uh, spiritual aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I'll have to see. I have to just say out loud because it's, I'm thinking it in my head because, um, you were mentioning the Bible and, you know, the just the reasons that you didn't want to follow that book. But then there's this other book that that is influencing you. So that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> Although see, it's much it older, right? Yes. But you see, the difference between this book is an acceptance of one. It accepts everything within creation. Mm -hmm. see, that's the difference. It's not dividing. It's not referring to a human being as a sinner and a saint. It is not coming up and saying, you should not eat pork, you should not eat this, you should not do not. It says none of that. Mm -hmm. Really, Tantra, the, really that book is about, it gives 112 meditation techniques, right? Oh, wow. It's techniques to awaken you. It's really mm -hmm. for enlightenment. The book is to get you to become enlightened, right? Mm -hmm. It gives you 112 meditation techniques. And it also talks about Tantra. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So what can you tell us about the work that you do? Because I know you work with people, you can work yeah. with anyone worldwide, right? So what yeah. are, what are you offering to people? Yeah. So I'm offering spiritual guidance on your journey. I know that 
um, a lot of people are waking up now, but they still don't know what, where to go, what to turn to. So I am the person who will guide you. So I'll show you what books, I'll probably introduce you to some teachers that you can tune into. And I'll also help you with meditation, right? So you can book yeah. classes with me and we can do sessions where I will teach you how to meditate firstly. And then if you're at a little advanced, I'll show you a lot of a different advanced techniques to get you to be much more um, in one or in oneness with yourself and oneness with the world. Zenji, yeah. <laughs> oh, I lost you. Okay, with uh, you're back, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're there. Okay, okay. And so you do this through Skype or online? Yes. yes. So I do this. I offer my um, sessions, my spiritual guidance sessions, uh, meditation sessions through Skype. Um, I do charge a fee of fifty dollars per session. Um, oh because it's a powerful what i'm teaching you is something that you can do on your own after 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 i teach you this you can do it on your own right yeah and also, that seems really inexpensive is that for yeah. an hour yes i think you should yeah $50 per hour wow thank you thank you yes you know i'm being lenient and i'm also understanding that listen at the end of the day it's not about money it's about the experience of changing you that is what mm -hmm. i'm here for so the money yes i accept it i'm grateful but we want to change people's lives that's what we're here for mm -hmm. that is what we're here for <laughs> and um that well that brings me to the meditation that i want to do but i just wanted to make sure that we talked about what you're doing because you're you're also leading meditation in person in jamaica and then you're it sounds like you're going to be traveling to miami for a little bit and then to central america yes yes I, I sh yes i should be going to either I i'm still deciding if it's going to be panama or miami first but we're going to get there and then we're going to be doing more work when we get there as well in in-house and online so we're going to continue yeah. and i really want to be able to touch as many countries as i can so that people can see my face know what i'm about and just offer meditation you know just just that just that mm -hmm. i love that i love mm -hmm. that you're doing that and i love yeah that you heard that call for your yes. soul's work and that you followed it you know, yes. because I think there's a lot of people out there that hear the call, but they don't want to take the steps to to follow that call. And you're mm -hmm. such a beautiful example of somebody who's out there doing that. And I think that's so awesome. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to, we had planned this call a while ago now. And then today or last night, um, I saw this message that somebody sent me and it's this anonymous writer and mm -hmm. I just wanted to read it because I think it has a little bit to do with um, this meditation that you and I are we're gonna Zenji and I are going to co-create I'm going to bring in some Reiki he's gonna guide a short meditation and then um, we will be just working together and and I think that this thing that I read has something to do with it 
So if you're watching and you uh, have the time and space to sit and be in a place where you'll be interrupted, um, I don't think it'll be too long, five or 10 minutes or, uh, you know, we'll see what spirit guides, but, um, but we're gonna do a meditation. But I wanted to read this first. Uh, it says, there's something big happening on June 6th, which is today. Um, is a mini event to start our preparations for the event that is coming on June 21st. Humanity has been slowly getting DNA upgrades for some time now, but this so-called 6-6 portal will be a big push for us to align or to attain a crystalline base. A crystalline base will allow us to withstand the higher 5D, fre 5D frequency that is coming on the 21st of June. 5D already exists. Gaia has already achieved 13D and climbing. Um, and it goes on. And basically what, it, what this is saying is that today on the earth, as these new vibrations have been coming in, we have an opportunity to activate today our DNA mm -hmm to help awaken our crystalline bodies. And our crystalline bodies have been awakening. Mm -hmm. um, and this is to help because as the earth, as the earth transcends, we transcend with her. And so our vi vibration has to raise, but uh, crystalline vibration is higher than a carbon based vibration, which is what we are currently made of or were made of and we're now transitioning. And so mm -hmm. the way I see this um, happening is that we've got, we are both these anchors. So here I am in Portland, Oregon. I'm in the Northwest of the US. You're in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So you're down in the southeast, right, of, okay. well, the United States, but you're even further out there. And so as we each call in and anchor the light and the energies, we are able to form this circle, really, that would cover, if you look at a map, it would cover the majority of the north of the of North America, really, the majority of the United States, most of Mexico, and most of Central America. And so in this meditation, I would like to, um, what I'll be doing is I'll be connecting with Zenji through Reiki and build a Reiki bridge there. And I will use the distance Reiki symbol, which um, if you've taken Reiki with me, or if you're a level two Reiki practitioner or above, Level two is where you learn the distance symbol. And so that's where we learn to send Reiki. And the reason that I like um, to use the Reiki, the Reiki energy is because it keeps us in a vibration of love. And so there's, so as we're open and as we meditate and open our energy bodies with Zenji, we also are protected with the vibration of love so that there is no possibility for anything but energy of love to come within us. And then we take this energy and, and we just go along with our day with it. And so if you do decide to do this meditation with us either live or in the future, if you're listening on my podcast, or else, um, it doesn't matter, I don't truly know time or space, it exists in the fifth dimension. And so oh, I think I'm having internet stuff. Um, it doesn't matter when or where you do this, uh, you will receive the activation. 
and uh, then you must listen to your body. So if that means resting, then please rest. If that means drinking a lot of water, which actually I've been drinking a lot of water today, so has Zenji, I noticed. And so <laughs> we're all being, we're being called to drink water. And that's because our nervous systems are electric. Our brain has these electric synapses that happen. And if we are dehydrated, then uh, the electric parts of us do not work, right? Or do, are not as efficient. And also because water helps to clear. And as we heal and as we clear, we are literally letting go of cellular densities in the shadow parts of ourselves. So we are becoming lighter we are becoming less dense and we are letting the energy come in and make that space between ourselves and between our vibration, vibrations in our body so that we become lighter and, um, but, and are able to vibrate at a higher, higher rate. So I'm really excited to see how this goes. Do you feel ready, Sanji, to for I'll, I'll begin and then and then we'll just then you can just lead whatever you feel called to lead and then um i'll meditate with i'll meditate along with you and then we'll just you know just let us know when we get when you're finished okay i just need to chug some water really fast i hear you i hear you Okay, um, and I'm gonna try to, as I do this, I'm gonna let Zenji be the, um, yeah, the main person on the screen. Okay, so <clears throat> let's go ahead and just take a deep breath, bringing our energy into our pelvic bowl, into our root. If you don't know how to do that, just imagining that you're bringing yourself there into your pelvic bowl. And I am going to ask that my guides and angels, that Zenji's guides and angels, and that all the other guides and angels and ascended masters that want to be here with us for this transmission, please join in and circle around us. Um, Thank you to the ones who protect us and protect the planet, to the angels that stand on the corners of the land, shining their light into us. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in the distant symbol. And I'm going to bring that and I'm sending a bridge of light from Portland to Jamaica. <clears throat> So if you are listening, you may start to feel a heaviness in your hips, a heaviness in your body. You might feel some tingling. And then I'll go ahead and pass it over to you, Zenji, if you don't mind just guiding us through meditation, just to be open and connecting with whatever you feel called to connect us with. Everyone who is listening, who's watching, at this moment, I would like you to close your eyes with a mild focus 
between your eyebrows. This is your home. This is the seat of wisdom. I want you to know that you are not the body. You are not the mind. You are a soul. A soul that is powerful, divine, gracious, blissful, joyous. You are a divine soul. Recognize this, accept this, do away with the ego. The ego is not you. You are much more, much more divine than the ego. Breathe in, breathe out. You are not the body. You are not the mind. You are the soul. You would like to connect with your soul family. No more division. Become one with yourself. Become one with the all. I love you. Namaste. Thank you, Zenji. You're welcome. So feeling a connection to something bigger, whether it's us sitting across the country, whether it's the sun, the stars, Mama Gaia, who we reside upon. As we sit and become activated, we can feel that we are bigger than just these bodies. So if you're noticing any resistance to that, look at what it is. Where is the fear? guiding you and what is the information that your soul is seeking that your mind is seeking when all is love all the things that you see reflected that are anything less than love are just reflections of things inside that are ready to be healed so looking at that and finding gratitude for yourself, for being courageous, for taking time to accept divine assistance, 
and to find that place in your third eye where you know truth and where you are guided. So if you're hearing a call or if you're being nudged to, to do something, whether that's take a class, do a meditation, travel, quit your job, get divorced, get married, whatever it is, there's so many things that we are called. Know that that calling that's coming from deep within you is there for a reason. And it's so important that you listen to that. And if you're lost, there are so many places for you to turn. Zenji is available as a spiritual guide and meditation teacher. And you can find him on Instagram. We'll be sure to link him up with every place that this video and audio is shared. Mm -hmm. um, you can reach out to me. I work globally as well. I've got all kinds of amazing, magical ways of helping clear that cellular density, clear that fear, um, clear the things that are not in alignment with who you are. Know that your soul family is uh, being connected. And the more that you're in alignment, the more the people that are here to be in your life are going to come out of the woodwork. You're going to connect with people across the country, across the world that, that you may never have expected to get to connect with. And it's so beautiful and amazing. So we are global creatures now and we are awakening to the truth of who we really are. So if you if you have questions about that or concerns or you want to talk about it, please feel free comments in video, email either one of us. Um, if you have enjoyed this conversation and you'd like to hear more, please let me know. Um, this is something that's really special and amazing. And I'm just so thankful to you, Zenji, for taking time um, and being courageous with your words and your story. And um, yeah, do you have any last bits of wisdom that you'd like to share before we end this broadcast? Yes. Um, I just want to say thank you, Alicia, for I'm truly grateful for you uh, inviting me to on this broadcast so that I can share and be a light to someone else and to others. So I'm truly grateful for you and grateful for the divine for allowing this to take place. Um, I just wanna say to the people who are listening, remember, you are the answer. There's no answer out there. You don't have to go to India like me. You don't have <laughs> to go anywhere. Just look within yourself. Take some time away from your work, from your family, whatever you have to do, and find a silent place and go within. And I promise you, you will see a tremendous change within your life. Okay? Mm. You, I just want to say also, um, you can reach me on, at zengimeditation at gmail.com. You can contact me there and we can speak about the guidance as well as the meditation sessions. Wonderful. Oh my goodness. Thank you so <laughs> much, Benji, for everything. And I'm so grateful and I'm so honored 
to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing where your journeys take you and seeing where this collaboration takes us. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, if anybody that's done the meditation has any experiences that you would like to share or um, any questions, feel free to, to reach out to us. And until next time, I'm so grateful. Yes, I, I really think we need to do this again. Um, there's so much that. to talk to talk about. There's so much healing to take place. So yes, I'm. I'll be waiting. Okay. <laughs> I'm wait. happy. I would love to do it again. So yeah, Zenji, you stay. You stay on, and I'll I'll end the broadcast, and then we can talk. Okay. 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 Thank you so much, everyone. Thank who's you all with us. Mm. Big love. <laughs>